faith, fight, basketball. This is the F2 Basketball Podcast. All right, guys, we are back. It's Colin Stevens, and I am joined here with Ron Traps. Traps hoops. Uh, Ron is a uh, he, he's a guy I've known for a while. He he, he played ball uh, in college, and uh, that's how we got connected. And then also uh, through some training. So, Ron, it's good to have you, man. Glad to be here, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ron, I just want to I want people to to get a little bit of feel of where you've been and 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 part of your basketball journey. So, so where did this start? I mean, born and raised Lancaster, South Carolina, big um, city. No, not at all. <laughs> it's probably a little bit smaller than Conway. I um, was blessed to get a scholarship to come play at Coastal Carolina. Um, yeah. So you started in Lancaster, mm-hmm. and since everybody knows where Lancaster is, it's just, I mean, you just got scooped right up, right? No, nah, I had to, like, playing basketball in South Carolina, uh, I didn't get recruited the way I thought I should. So I actually, before I landed here in Myrtle Beach, I went to a prep school in Virginia called Fork Union Military Academy for a year. FUMA. Yep, FUMA. Tough place. Anyway, story for a different time. But, uh, yeah, and Coach Moss came up there and recruited me. They offered me, and I ended up down here. That's what's up, man. All right, so you also, you played at Coastal, and then you also played? At North Carolina Central as well. Right. I, I always forget about Central. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I graduated. Uh, I had another year of eligibility at North, uh, and transferred to North Carolina Central for my fifth year to start my master's. And to play just just for a bigger role, right? And so that that's kind of been a new trend in college basketball yeah. is to be able to get your degree on time, and then maybe if you've redshirted, did you redshirt at Coastal? Yeah, uh, medical redshirt my first year. Okay, um, so then like if you finish your books on time, get your get your degree, then you can transfer hopefully you know for a bigger role like mm-hmm. you said. All right, so like a- along your basketball journey, okay, what what type of bad failure or obstacle oh, or something that you had to get through i mean part of it is even just starting in lancaster because right. you know that's a town of 27 people <laughs> right yeah, so yeah, yeah. so i mean how do you how do you come out of that and then like what what along the way like you know yeah i mean i had some i had some pretty good role models i had some pretty good mentors to help me along the way uh, my mom is actually the women's basketball coach at my high school okay so i i mean i always had access to the gym i was in the gym all the time and my goal was to get to school for free, you know. Uh, I played basketball, football, baseball. But probably like ninth grade, I grew from about 5'10 to like 6'3 and was playing guard. So I was like, me and my mom, we came to the conclusion that basketball might be the easiest route to get to school for free. So I just right. pushed um, pushed myself to get a full scholarship for basketball. Like you said, coming from Lancaster, like it's only been two other players to go Division One. Like ever, so like, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, ever, so um, yeah, I just push myself and yeah. So all right, so I know since I know you, mm-hmm. you had a little run in with some injuries. So talk oh, to me about man. that. Freshman year, as soon as I got here on campus, never had an injury in my entire life. Ruptured my patella tendon, and at the time, I didn't realize how bad it was. And I guess you know when you so first, as soon as you just got your scholarship, you I just got, my got scholarship. The, at Coastal. I got here in June. Yeah, I went through June. I went through July, and then I went home for like a week before school started. And the day I got back on campus, freak accident, stole the ball at half court, went up to do a dunk, and my leg just exploded. Man, yeah, it just it just exploded. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oof. So any of you guys that are listening to this right now that have ruptured anything, man, that's just. 
Yeah, it was so, crazy. So, so te- take me through the mental piece of that right, like, right afterwards. All right, so I don't have it written down, but, like, whenever, like, an, an athlete goes to injury, it's like, I forgot what it's called. It's like seven steps of denial or something like that. Oh, yeah. So the first thing I did, I like, first thing I was, like, shocked. Like, I didn't realize how bad it was. And then I was, like, I didn't know, like, what was going on. Like, I didn't know if my career was over. I didn't know, like, how coach would respond. I didn't know, like, everything just – played yeah. back in my head but um yeah it was tough man it was tough i i didn't realize i didn't really realize the severity of the injury when it first happened yeah thank goodness because i probably would have tripped a little more if i had right. knew exactly what was going on but yeah man that was tough it's hard I, I think that's the hardest thing i've ever had to deal with man and so then you get red shirted that year you get right. a medical red shirt and you have another few years at mm-hmm. coastal but then you also so you get over the injury, you mm-hmm. get through the injury, but mm-hmm. still lingering a little bit, right? Yeah, Dude. oh, no, nah, yeah. I, uh, doctors say those injuries take about 12 to 14 months. I think 16 to 24 months, yeah. months honestly. I think because uh, I missed that whole year, and then I came back at the beginning of the year, maybe August, and tried to come back, and it didn't work out. So I sat out a little more, and I didn't start back playing until after Christmas time. Okay. And by that time, a year and a half without basketball and just getting on the college weights, I went from about 185 to about 210 pounds. I've never played that heavy. Right. Um, so you went from shooting guard to power forward real yeah, quick. Exactly. Okay. I went from uh, <laughs> I went from KD to Zion <laughs> in uh, in the span of 12 months. And then when I came back, my timing was off. I was a little overweight. Uh, lost a step i wasn't able to jump as much and as you know college is a business right and you only get one time to make a first impression so when i came back um i didn't look like the guy they recruited so obviously they're gonna go like thank the lord i was a good kid and they didn't just like kick me out of the door you know right right they just went in um when it got some players who they felt could could fill the void that that I had, so. Right. Yeah. All right, so then you go to uh, Central, and mm-hmm. you play there your senior year. And then, I don't know if everybody knows this, but Ron Trapps is a world traveler. Oh, right? Man. I mean, this guy <laughs> is East Coast, West Coast. One of the yeah. reasons that you and I know each other is from training. Training, right. right? And, you know, you work with Sundaria Stormwell right. and mm-hmm. Tori Craig, who right. are in the league. And right. they're, they're also from a town of, you know, 27 to, yeah. thir- to 30 of population at 30. Yeah, so, yeah, right. Yeah. So you got to you got to tell us a little bit about what yeah, that's been like so, over the past couple of years. Yeah. So once I finished that coastal, uh, I mean, I finished that central. I was like at a crossroads. I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I knew I loved basketball, but I knew I didn't want to play basketball. You know, right. I knew I loved kids and I was just trying to put everything. And I knew that some of my my better friends were. like at the time headed towards the nba you know so i was trying to figure out like what how could i put all those all three of those things together to you know make myself successful so once central i came back down to myrtle for a couple months and worked with colin you know and uh just picked his brain learned as much as i could and um you kind of inspired me to want to do the training thing you know the way you handle the kids uh your approach to the way you train you know your faith and everything and I was instantly, like, turned on to wanting to become a trainer, you know? Yeah. And uh, like I said, at that time, Sandaris was doing his pre-draft stuff, and Tori was doing his summer league stuff. And uh, I went home, and we worked out. And one of my best friends is, like, a marketing genius for social media. And I was just like, yo, like, instead of us just working out, let's just put something on video, you yeah. know? 
and uh, we got a nice little video. And then uh, Cinderace dropped it the day after he got drafted, and the rest is just history, you right. know. So right, and so now Venice Beach is like your second home, huh? I love Venice Beach, man. <laughs> I, uh, maybe one weekend out of every month, I go to uh, sometimes two. I go to uh, L.A. just to work with uh, work with Cinderace, just to get in the gym because yeah. uh, he's real supportive, you know, like yeah. he. As long as my heart is in it and, and he sees that I'm trying to get better at it, he does whatever he can to help me right, you know, right. grow, trying to keep everything in the sure. family. Uh, so, yeah, I go out there. We'll get in the gym, and I'll just go around, like, networking with people. Uh, luckily, he lives, like, five miles from Venice Beach, so I'm always there. Just because, like, I mean, I still love the game, you know. And right. uh, it's cool going to a gym where people are not really that good, and you can just beat up on them. <laughs> And that's how uh, oh, that's, that's, Venice. He that's put, how he Venice. put y'all on blast, Venice. I mean, it is what it is. But, <laughs> you know, now nah, I went to Venice Beach and crazy story. Uh, I, I landed on like a Thursday morning. Sanders had practice. Uh, his brother Tay was out of town. So I, I Ubered to his house. Nobody was there. He said he wasn't going to be home until later. So I just got an Uber to Venice Beach. Uh, you, as you know, when you first go to courts and people don't recognize you, it takes you forever to get on the court. Right. So I saw this little guy sitting next, uh, sitting on the bleacher, sitting on the bench over there, and he he picked me up, and we ended up playing. And I, you know, me from South, I took it personal, like okay, nobody's picking me up, so I just went out there killing people, right. <laughs> picking up full court. We won. Probably, long story short, we won probably like seven or eight games, and then afterwards, we we were talking to the guy, and then uh, his name was Nick. And he was like, um, yo, like, are, do you live out here? I was like, no, I'm just visiting such and such. And he ended up being the president of the Venice Beach League, okay. you know. And then he was like, yeah, would you like to play in VBL, whatever, such and such. I said, yeah, I'm here. Let's play. Um, and then I played in the game and, and, and had a good game with all the people and stuff out there. And they was, like, hyping me up, throwing yeah. my Instagram and all of that stuff up. And that's that's how I got the relationship with the Venice Beach people and everyone out there. Now every time I go out there – like right. people, people know who I am. So. Right, right. And it's cool, man, because, like, you know, you said that uh, you were here and, and working with me and mm -hmm. you were kind of inspired mm -hmm. by that to, to really get into the training piece of things. And, you know, for myself, there was a, a few years back, Drew Hanlon, mm -hmm. who is one of the top trainers mm -hmm. in the world now, you know, like he uh, he did his pre-draft down here in Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first chance to really get, you know, I've been doing I've been in the training game for almost 10 years now, but. In terms of getting with pros and seeing that level of, of, uh, of training and, and players and competition and, and how legit it was, like, you know, that turned me on to, to why we started F2 and, and um, you know, for that elite level player and right. but also to be able to talk about our faith as well. And, mm -hmm. and um, so then, you know, because because I interacted with him, you know, mm -hmm. and then interacted with you, you know, it's something that. As long as guys are open to keep passing that torch, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, and I appreciate that too, man. No doubt. Appreciate it. No appreciate doubt. It. So you did say something earlier about, you know, how your faith played a role in, like, in in getting through things. Oh, yeah. And, like, so, so just faith altogether. Tell me about what you think about faith, how mm -hmm. faith has played a role in your life. And I mean, I, growing up, uh, it's I had crazy stories, you know, uh, Mom is in the church, you know, grandma, aunt, uncle, everything. So luckily my uncle is my pastor. So I have like a landline that I can call anytime I need, you know, any advice, uh, just anything from the book. So growing up, I mean, I've, I've always been in, a, been in church, been in the Bible. And yeah. uh, I honestly think 
that knee injury tested my faith a lot more yeah. than ever because, I mean, you first get to college, 18 years old, um, you're not going to church and all that stuff right there. And I feel like that that was like the crossroad for me. You know, it's right. like the Lord was like, yo, slow down. Like, yeah, you've made it, but, like, it's as quick as I gave it to you, I can take it away from you. Right. you know? So instead of being humbled at 23, 24, like most guys when they get out of college, I was humbled at 18. So yeah. I was able to view the world and everything else differently at a younger age, which is helping me now at 25. Sure, you know? sure. Um, but, yeah, as far as faith, man, I, um, I'm the type of person, like, I don't knock anybody's religion. I don't knock yeah. what anybody believes in. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of you, you know, you do what works for you, but I know what works for me. Right. And I'm going to lead by example. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not going to drill everything in your head, like, right. whatever. Like, you believe what you want to believe, but yeah. I know that, you know, Jesus died on the cross for me. I mean, Jesus died on the cross for me, and this is what works for me, right. and I'm going to try my best to live like him. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It's as close as I can to him. But right. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing too, man. Is and I think that's what steers people away from religion or mm -hmm. away from wanting to. Well, I mean, when we talk about faith, it can go all kinds of ways, Definitely. right? Definitely. But no a lot question. of people shy away from talking about it, right? Because they don't want to offend anybody mm -hmm. or they don't want to tell anybody what's right and what's wrong, right? And the reality is, when it comes down to, it, if we just look at the life of Jesus, like there, it, it's not about right and wrong. Mm -hmm. It's about how he lived and how he right, loved and right. how he did what he did. He's the prime, he's the right? perfect example. Exactly. Perfect and example. so, now I appreciate that. So how how do you feel like um, as okay? So you're 25, 25 now. Twenty five. Twenty five. And what what's what's next for Ron Trapp? So, uh, I mean, if you could look into your crystal ball. I mean. Like we, we we talked about yesterday, man. I try my best not to look too far ahead. Yeah. You know, I try my best to live twenty four hours at a time. It drives my mom crazy, but like that's just the way I operate. Yeah. You know, I just try my best to uh, get better every day. You right. know, uh, networking relationships with people. You know, um, learning as much as I can. Yeah, uh, keeping God first. You know, um, and I'm just just riding the wave right now honestly man right. I, obviously i have goals and stuff written down yeah uh where i where i would like to be you know sure. but like i feel like looking too far ahead can kind of stress you out a little bit you know right, right. like I, I just like to take a day at a time try to accomplish as much as i can in those 24 hours um beat that day you yeah. know and then just just move forward from there right so as we turn it back to the audience, I mean, something from Ron there that resonates is it sounds to me like it's just be present is right. to do your best with what you got right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for control all of you, what you can control. Yeah. Man. Yeah. For all of you that are listening now, like sometimes we get too far ahead of ourselves or we look in the past too much and it really affects where we are today. And so, you know, if there's anything that we can say to take from the day would be, you know, be where you are, make right. the most of the moment. Exactly, and and my my grandma always tells me, uh, you tell the Lord your plans, He laughs at you, you know. So like, that's why I live a day at a time, you know. Like right. I don't, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, next month I'm gonna be in 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 Cali, you know, in Hollywood, whatever like that. I just if it's Lord's will, you know, I'll be there, right, you know. Right. I, but for right now, I'm taking I'm taking care of the day, you yeah. know. There that's, is, just, that's just the way I that's just the way I operate. Right. Man. That reminds me of a verse that. Um, I believe it's in Proverbs. Right. I believe. It could be Psalms. It's somewhere in that good book. Yeah, well, yeah Psalms, right. is, like, Psalms <laughs> is like a day it, long. So. It says that um, uh, in his heart a man 
plans his steps, but the Lord directs his paths, exactly. you know? And exactly. so as we, as we do try to make our plans or say, Hey, you know, like you create a vision of where you want to be, you know, as long as on a daily basis, we keep trying to say, right. God, you know, like keep guiding us, keep, you know, right, making right, our right, paths right. Uh, and, uh, in the, a way that honors you. The point in my life that, that, that got me wired like that is the knee injury. Ball yeah. back to the knee injury. I got on campus, you know, big head, uh, was killing in high school, did well in prep school. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go here and kill, such and such. And then, boom, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like the Lord was like, yo, slow down, you know, like, don't forget where you get, where this comes from. Right, right. You know, and, and since that day, I mean, it's always been instilled in me, but since that day, like, I try not to get too far ahead. Yeah. Like I said, I just take a day at a time, man. I dig it. I dig yeah, it. Man. So, Ron Traps, if people want to connect with you, Okay. All right. Whether uh, on social media or whatever, how can they get you? I don't know if you want to send your phone number out to all the single ladies right now, but no, but, but, but not probably not. Number. All right. So so how can they get to you? Uh, the best way to get to me, man, is probably just social media, man. Uh, I'm I'm on Instagram heavy, um, Facebook as well, uh, Twitter. Uh, I have a little YouTube channel. I need to drop more content and stuff. I get lazy on that. I just put everything on Instagram because the videos right. only have to be a minute long. Right. You don't have to do as much work. <laughs> But, yeah, probably Instagram, man. I got it set up as, like, a business page. My email, my phone numbers, everything's on there. And, like I said, I'm... I'm and what's that handle? Uh, trap Hoops. All right. Yeah, it's Trap Hoops. Trap no, without hoops. an S. Without an S. Got it's you. Trap Hoops. Yeah, That's man. what's up. Well, Ron, thanks for joining us I today, I appreciate man. you for having me, man. And I'm excited where you're going, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I have to, uh, well, I have to ask you one thing while we're on. Oh, all right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh my oh, goodness! So, so if we know anything about Ron Traps, he will make some bold statements. He will, he will, he was. Sometimes he just wants to stir the pot. Sometimes I think he really believes it. Um, but Nick Izzo has come out of the woodwork oh, with man. with a statement about Zion Williamson is going to be better than than uh, Allen Iverson. Than Allen Iverson. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, man, look. So I'm I'm going to tell you how this how this where this stem from. So my best friend, Colton Ray, he's all he's he's so anti-Virginia, you know what I'm saying? And we got to the point where he was just like Virginia basketball all time is better than South Carolina basketball, you know. And I was like, the only person y'all really had to show for is AI. You know, we have Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, all of those guys like that. And then I, I, you know, like I said, I stirred a pot. I was just like, honestly, I think at the end of the day, Zion's going to be a better basketball player than Allen Iverson. So we're going to have that's, – that's, that's our savior. That's South Carolina's savior, you know. I think he's going to be the oh, best. Oh, boy. I think he's going to be the best player to ever come out of South Carolina. That's a bold statement, but I think so, man. I, uh, and I know Colton Ray, and he flipped his lid. Yeah, he I know. went crazy. Flipped his lid. He went crazy. So Pot-stirring uh, uh, pot Ron Traps yeah. uh, got his guy going for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I'm, I'm loyal, man. I, I stick to, to – hey, I bleed – you know, I'm from South Carolina, man. I, I'm rooting for him. And you know, you had a couple no, run-ins no, with, couple with run Zion. With that big monster. With Zion. So, I just, I mean, I got faith in him. I mean, obviously, he's got a lot of stuff to work on. But yeah. at this at this point, yeah. I've never seen anything like that. That man is a genetic freak, buddy. <laughs> freak. I've you know, never seen anything God, like God it. God has not made a whole lot of those, I'm telling you. Yeah. Izzo, nice work, man. All right, Traps, we out, buddy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the F2 Basketball Podcast. Remember, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at 
F2 underscore basketball. You can also search for us on Facebook and YouTube. This podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We'll see you next time for another episode of the F2 Basketball Podcast.